0: You are listening to a podcast by the Trinity Long Room Hub Arts and Humanities Research Institute.
1: It's a great pleasure for me to um, introduce you to Annette Stepien, who is the chair of this duel and who is single handedly responsible for ensuring that no blood is drawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annette Stepien is a member of staff in the Department of and Slavonic Studies. She's been with us for just over four years and I'm delighted to welcome her this evening, which she will welcome to June. Thank you very much. So as I mentioned, um, so everybody can hear me. Or is it
0: better to speak to the microphone? Maybe I um, welcome uh, everybody again um, uh, to, to the, this translation duel or competition or slam. Uh, we'll see what is going to happen and if I can actually prevent uh, the participants from uh, violent uh, attacks. Um, so I just want to say that this event has been organised by the Trinity Centre for Liter- Literary Translation, uh, Literature Ireland and Discover Research Dublin. Uh, Discover Research Darwin initiative is founded by the European Union. And tonight uh, we have two guests, Antonia Lloyd-Jones and Coco um, McCabe. Um, I will introduce them in a moment. Um, they were given a short text by uh, Pavel uh, Himer, an award-winning author of novels such as Who Was, Vicer, Who Was B- David Weiser, Mercedes Benz, and a collection of short stories uh, called C. Uh, stories, all available in English thanks to uh, Antonia's translations. Um, In 2012, Kiele received from the hands of the former president, Dnislav Komorowski, the Order Polonia Restituta for his outstanding contribution to Polish culture. He was also here in uh, Trinity in 2013 presenting uh, the Cold uh, Sea Stories. Um, the text we are presented with today, um, uh, is a new pe- it, it, it is a new piece from Hila, uh, which she kindly shared with us, uh, together with the beautiful images that you have in your handouts. Um, and uh, the text has not been previously translated into English, and the translators had two weeks to work on it. Tonight is the first time they will see each other's translations. They will compare and discuss their renditions, and um, we might not be able to uh, discuss uh, the whole text, go through the whole text, uh, because we need to uh, leave the room at at seven, but um, there will be uh, an opportunity towards the end of of our meeting to ask some questions and maybe also provide uh, suggestions. Um, So um, let me me start uh, introducing then um, our translators. Antonia Lloyd-Jones is a full-time translator of Polish literature based in London. She has translated works by several of Poland's leading contemporary novelists, such as Olga Tokarczuk, Jacek Denel, Zbigniew Mimoszewski, which is uh, now Poland's top-selling author, uh, and the novels and short stories of the sad Paweł Hiller. She has twice won the Found in Translation Award, one of the translation of Hiller's The Last Supper. Uh, As Antonia herself put it, her uh, authors represent several generations and genres, and she has worked with reportage, crime fiction, poetry, and children's literature. She is a mentor at the Emerging Translators uh, Mentorship Program and co-chair in the UK Translators Association. Um, She told me that she just uh, uh, finished um, translating another novel of um, Zbigniew Mimoshevsky, who is a crime uh, writer. Sorry, sorry, Uh Thank you. Sorry. Um, yes. Um, so, uh, but, but you are working on, on, on other things, yeah? You, know, you have uh, projects ahead. Yes. Uh, yes, there's a queue of books. Yeah. Buses. they all come up once. Yes, but you know, you give you a very uh, pro- pro- prolific uh, translator. And um, Kokol, our second uh, translator tonight, He spent uh, 15 years in Poland that's the collection, yeah? um, lecturing at the University of Wood and working as a literature consultant with the British Council in Warsaw. He was director of the British, uh, sorry, uh, I- Irish Writers' Centre in Dublin from 2003 until 2009. And in 2004, he received a strong award for poetry and was shortlisted for the 2010 Hennessy XO Liter- Literary Award in the category of best emerging poet with founding patron Szymon Skini he established the Ireland Poland uh, Cultural Foundation of which he uh, yeah? is chairman right? um, today he is actively involved with Polish community for instance uh, taking part in the last year's uh, Polska Era which is a Polish Irish uh, national festival um, in 2010 together with Skini he was um, awarded the Polish government's prestigious Gloria Artis medal for his important work in promoting Polish culture. In 2006, a collection of poems, Outer Space Selected Poems, was published by Mieter Edition. 2016.
2: 16,
0: yes, yeah, sorry, what did they say? 6, Six I'm sorry. Yeah, in yeah, 2016. <laughs> yes, it's very, it's very <laughs> fresh, Some of <laughs> And you presented uh, actually um, uh, some of the translations included Mm -hmm. in that in
2: the Polish embassy. uh, Yeah, there are a number of translations of um, modern Polish poets in there as well. Leszyn, Hadwicz, Szmolst, a couple others. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that was the the overview of um, of of, uh, the translators' achievements and, and work. Uh, but now um, let's, let's move to, the, to this um, a very uh, unique text uh, of, of Pawel Kille, Wendorowiec in Polish, um, and before we, we go uh, into the text, into analyzing the uh, traditions both translations which you have printed next to each other, we can see some differences already to discuss in a minute. I can see the excitement. Um, uh, I have a general question um, about um, <laughs> your impressions <laughs> uh, with working with, with the with the text. So, Antonia, you obviously are uh, you quite close with uh, Pavel Hila and you translated his novels and the short stories. And um, um, did it uh, help you in any way with approaching the text, were uh, thinking, oh, this is this is Pavel, so. Easy, you know. I will be just. Uh, I know. I know what to, to do with, with with his text. So if you could comment on that. Well, I'm not
1: really a great poetry translator, and um, you know, I, I can't possibly rival someone like Cao when it comes to translating poetry. And this, I would say, I would argue for this being poem. And Pavel calls it a poemat, which is a kind of word for a a long poem or possibly a prose poem. And um, we, you see, they do this cruel thing to us at these fields, they, they, make us, they show us each other's text just at this moment, so we're both feeling utterly crushed, although I'm totally convinced that this is a million times better, don't look at mine, <laughs> We've got one. this is what usually happens in these fields, it's happened again, this has happened to me every single one of these things I've done, there's one sentence that's the same and nothing else, <laughs> so it's the last sentence in the whole thing. And then we <laughs> What could you do with it? Desperation. Um, so it's 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 totally untranslatable. I mean, you really all should just go and learn Polish if you want to read it. So I say to everybody who comes to my event, what are you doing here? Go and learn Polish if you really want to read this book <laughs> because translation is um well, it's an art, it's not a science. That's what we're also showing you here is that there's no one way to do this. And it's it's going to be very different, whoever does it. Um, and uh, it's, I think we both felt we could change things forever and ever. I have every sentence I had 10 versions, or oh, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 20. And, and the, it's about it's being a professional translator because eventually you've got to hand the thing in, or nobody's going to pay you. So um, uh, you have to compromise and say, okay, this is what it, what it is. I have to stop now. Milan was actually emailing changes. To this she was
2: printing it. So <laughs> 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 yes, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh,
0: but so you great.
2: worked
0: with um, with Polish poetry and and. Um, uh, Szyborska and Jerzy yes. Jerniewicz and Wotten yes. Zadura are yes. included in your last uh, collection. So yeah, did you, did you find... It yeah,
2: was so a fantastic
0: one, If we establish that this is quite poetic uh, text, did you, did you uh, find that um, it was kind of helpful because you have experience
2: with translating like, poetry? So? No, I didn't find any experience helpful with this, So what would you say generally was difficult? Well, it was difficult because it was... It's in prose. You know, it's not—it's not using um, mm. Sansaik shapes or forms or line patterns. Or there is uh, there there are some very interesting little you know things that that, that that come across in it. But whether they're deliberate or not, or whether you can actually tease them out, I don't know. So one thing I noticed, which uh, can only be accidental, was at the end of this uh, piece, uh, there is there is mention of Yipu uh, or lime trees, or linden trees. God, what, what should you call them? I went for lime trees. Um, uh, I've learned a lot from the internet about uh, botany uh, over the past fortnight and many other things I have to say, including being now a grade two in
0: Kashubian.
2: Yes, <laughs> me um, too. Okay, so. but, I, but I noticed the word HIPAA, for example, uh, also uh, uh, can be translated into English as BOSH, or, you know, talking rubbish. Um, which in <laughs> Polish would be blessed <laughs> and gone and one of the Kashubian words is the ones that actually means this. So, you know, it, it couldn't possibly be delivered. But all different. this is, it could turn into a
1: lecture by Paul Muldoon, but if, it could really be that. that uh, I I've this suffered so badly because I know <laughs> the
0: house when he
2: wrote the poem, and I know those lime trees, I've walked past them a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I usually
0: Okay, so um, I, I think there's, there's lots of things that, that we want to touch upon and the first thing that is uh, striking me different is the different is the title. So, um, um, Antonia, could you comment on, on why, why you went for uh, wayfarer as, a, as opposed to the wanderer? Well, the wanderer is the
1: first, most obvious translation of this word. But then I thought a wanderer just goes in any old direction, and I thought, is this person just mooching around, or is he purposeful? And, I mean, I don't know. He's sort of purposeful and not. He's not really going anywhere in particular.
2: Because he says in the form he's both here and not here. Yeah, so,
1: so a Wanderer is perfectly reasonable, but then I looked up, Wayfarer in the and it said, someone who travels on foot, um, itinerant. And then I thought, okay, I think Wayfarer sounds sort of poetic. But then, of course I found a million other words. Uh, the, the rambler. And, well, also I thought about the. It's mm-hmm. obvious in English you put the, but in Polish there are no... Um, uh, articles at all, whether direct or indirect, lucky Polish torture for all Poles to learn English, specially devised to give them convictions, isn't it? Um, so uh, I decided he was—he had some purpose.
0: Well,
2: i, I couldn't decide. Um, and, and the more I think about it, the more where wayfar- the the wayfarer. Not a yeah, but it could be, be. a traveler, of course, as well. Yeah. It could be traveler. Yeah. And traveler is another word that wasn't mentioned. I mean, uh, of the many definitions I had here, this is a selection of my uh, three boxes of notes: um, wanderer, wayfarer, traveler, journeyman, vagrant. And mm-hmm. it just got worse. It was the hobo, homeless, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I looked at other words um, in the. If I end the Polish big uh, three-volume thing I have from the 19th century, uh, I'm sorry, 20th century, and uh, you would have examples like, for example, cirk venderovne, which means traveling circus, or you would have venderovne um, handlash, which means a traveling salesman, but then you would have something like prenyana which means nomadic tribes. So uh, he certainly wasn't a nomad. Yeah. With a note to Beckett, maybe so. um, But I, I went for The Wanderer and I think I slightly regretted no. <laughs> that. And it. also, you use the capital letter, so it's like a, it's, it's
0: a personification. No, that would be in, in, any yeah. standard title
2: of an English poem you would, you would normally, unless you were B. Connors, use it as a capital letter. But in the text? Oh, in the text, yeah. Well, I had this, well, oh, you used the small and I'm just to seeing for only had Oh, within a, a sentence. I oh, think. I definitely prefer the capital to better. I went with him on that. Yeah, and there was a book in the back of my head because I was trying to think, I've got to do something with this. I don't like the word wander as a title of a book. wander. I don't like the word the title of the wayfarer. I don't like the traveller. There's actually a book by Tommy Sands from Bluebird Press a few years back. The the, the, the uh, traditional musician from from from, from the called. Uh, the Journeyman, I think, or Journeyman, which is about his apprenticeship of course as well, as Antonio pointed out to me earlier. Uh, but also it, it is about it actually physically moving around. Um and uh I I, I had a I remembered a book by um the French writer who has a Polish name, Peretz, but it he would be called George Perek, I suppose now. You might know it's called um W or the Memory of Childhood, I think it's called. And it's a, it's two books going side by side, two different texts. But I like the idea of calling him W once you knew it was the wonder or the wafer So I had this idea for a while maybe he was W for a long time in my in my version. Uh, but he couldn't possibly be called W. Anything wine. George Bush <laughs> 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 And did you did you perhaps look
0: at the pictures? Did the picture give you some kind of idea of who this the Wafer
2: or Wanderer is. Yes, the these, these um, uh, black and white printouts from my printer are uh, emblazoned on my memory now for the next year. Yeah. So I've been looking at them very closely, especially the, especially the back of that cart. Yeah, the
1: broken cart. <laughs> <laughs> what is it made of? Oh, that's
0: nice. I'm going to that. So, but also, um, I think you, you were talking about the, um, the the wanderer, and then in the in the second uh, uh, in the second part, um, he's uh, arriving. This is on page three. He's arriving to uh, a place. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, oh no, I, uh, sorry. I jumped. Um, <laughs> I come to the right. Um, th- th- on, the, on the page, yeah, no, on the page three, yeah, I, I was right. I, I just want to make a comment that you, you both said when you arrived to a place, um, you uh, Antonia said that he um, uh, that the place bore a, a place name, and then you said that. Uh, you Uphol said that uh, he arrived to um, to the sign with the with the name of, of the place, like like it was a place that that, that he wanted to um, to arrive. So I met maybe also what you said, Antonia, well, traveling in Belgrade.
1: Travel. It's often when you're translating from Polish, it's often you know just as Poles are, never know whether to put the or, or or how we use them. It's it's the same for us. That we have a choice where they they don't have. Um, definite and indefinite articles, sometimes it will make a difference which one you choose to put, if you feel, or if you you choose to put no article. And here's a, that's a very good example exactly of that. There were other ones in this text. Later on there's something about um, pshenyanya, which means passing or transience. And I had a long think about whether it was the transience of or just transients in general, and, and so it's, it's something where a translator has to make one of those translator's compromises and decide what it means, um, but of course it could mean several things.
2: My interpretation was that he was actually going towards this place, and so when it says in Polish that means he stood at last, or he was standing at last, or he stopped, if you say, which is good. But I had the idea of him standing beneath it. Um, um, I found that very, it was a very simple phrase, zna zna a sign with the name of a or the place. Mm-hmm. But my understanding, because, what do you say, the sign in front of the? T- I, I had it signed in front of the town. <laughs> but it's funny, because you're confirming that he's going somewhere, that he has a purpose. My understanding... I felt Yes, yes whereas, I think that's where I, um, I'm inclined to It's more towards wonder right, by just putting a place there. Yeah, because, you see, as the story goes on, he says uh, he finally came to the ruined manor house, or, or reached the ruined manor, as I said, uh, and then, uh, you know, he entered the house, I said, or you said he went inside the manor, and shut the door. So, you know, th- there is a definite... Progression. There is a movement towards. It's a bit like if you know the Tarkovsky uh, film "Jerzydwo" um, in Polish. Mm. Interesting yeah. word in this text. And, and old words, the old word. from mirror is used very often in this text. Not an old word, but a slightly unusual. Um, uh, so I, got, you know, the the two children, and, uh, and it, it goes back in time to childhood, and it's. I think I, 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 that to me looks very like the Tarkovsky interior. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a bit like that. Um, so uh, I had the feeling that he, he, at last, he was standing beneath the sign with the name of the place. That was my feeling. Because instead of our place, it, it, it loses up. But as Antonio says, you know, articles of everything, <laughs> because they will take the t- text in a definite direction. Uh, but, so just to appreciate the, the kind of the
0: process, can I ask you, um, Antonio, to read your, your part and sit? This yes, is, this is yeah. mm-hmm, on, uh, uh, yes. on the first one, let's go back. messy a little bit, yes.
1: <laughs> this is, I'm going to try and have a look of this. The wayfarer headed into country that looked like his own home region. But this was not his home, though the hills ran in a similar line. The clouds crossed the sky at a similar pace. And the looking glass tops of the smallish lakes stretched out in a similar way. The earth had a similar fragrance.
2: Mm -hmm. The water set off in a country similar to his own. But it was not his own. The same rolling hills, the same scudding clouds, the same flat mirrors of little lakes, notwithstanding. The same smelly earth.
0: So th- 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 it's interesting that um, I feel that your, your text, Antoni, is closer to the Polish syntax, uh, while, um, how do you know, entirely. not entirely. While Kofol um, um, is using more nouns and uh, more kind of, uh, I would say, poetic expressions here. Um,
1: so you, you. I think he does it's much better because it's much more concise. and poetic. but um, I wondered about these repetitions in the text of podognia, meaning which means similarly, which is horrible and rather vicious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but, so I went for an option that keeps that repetition but in a lengthier way. Whereas I think you've gone for an option that tightens it up but um, repeats the same so you've got repetitions but you've condensed it nicely
2: Yeah, I think one of the problems is that you do have to make decisions and you do have to mm. sacrifice certain things to gain certain effects so to, to, my tendency uh, which is uh, a fault as a translator uh, is to try to improve things but actually, it's to try to make it sound as though it was written in English. I know, I know Nabokov says it should sound like a translation. I don't, mm, yeah. He doesn't know. He, 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 yeah, but he doesn't always... it's a translation like, Except for the yeah. poem at the start of despair, which you may know in the, in the introduction to that novel, a wonderful poem in which, which he rhymes. But, um, uh, and he says to himself, he makes an exception. Right? But, I mean, a, a sentence like... Um, is put up in, a, in, a, in a similar way. I mean, literally, you know, that is, in the same way that the looking glasses of not very big lakes would, would you know, lie down. I mean, you know, I know it doesn't mean that in the Polish, but when you try to take it apart in English, you have to find, I think. So, I thought the idea of maybe, since you have to get into a pattern here with the podopny, um, yeah. and, um and Antonio has gone quite logically and, and, and nicely, but similar. Um, but I thought, you know, yeah, it's not his company, but you know, it had the same this, it had the same that, and then at the end, the same smelling earth. It doesn't mean it's exactly the same in English. But it, it said oh, it's all. It had the same look of something. So I thought, yeah, no, it, it's enough. So have my
0: decisions behind these uh, little phrases. Should we move to the second? So the page two, and um, a storm was approaching, ah. and a storm was brewing. That I love this. Um, the the of. Uh, But uh, in, in that little bit, um, we have a sentence here. Zatrzymał się na drodze, ale z wielkiej chmury mały spadł deszcz. And Antonius, your translation of that sentence is very interesting. He halted a while on the road, but only a little rain fell. This is what is in the original, but then what you added was it was a storm in a teacup. Could you (laughs) explain? Yes, it's not really in the tone of the piece, but the thing is
1: that the phrase used in Polish, Literally, from a large cloud, a little rain fell. It's a standard phrase, it's an idiom, which means much ado about nothing, or, you know, a storm in a teacup. And I thought, it'd be quite nice to retain that way of using an idiom that he has here. But it wasn't necessary to do that. And possibly doing that, it's a bit of a Takes it away from the tone of the rest of the piece, so you could say that that, that it's a mistake. But I just thought it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think it was fun. <laughs> and um, did you consider this uh,
2: a whole? Uh, well, yeah. Well, obviously, well, you get you get you know these things that that, that resonate in, in a language, that, but then you have to. Elongated, if you want to trans- transmit it in, into an old tongue. Uh, I, I I like I like the idea of I, I know what, what 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 the benefits are, but I like the idea of, of trying to maintain the tone uh, as it was. Um, uh, I had um, I've, I've got you know just a few notes here. I had for the beginning of it. You know, and that's what you're good Bóża, by the way, of course, is the translation of tempest in Polish. Mm. You know, it's called Bóża. You know, if you were translating it back into English, you, would, you could call it a storm by William Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody would know that it was a tempest. <laughs> yeah, storm, Yeah, storm. Um, um, although the word storm does exist in Polish, but it's, I think it's more mainly a kind of a, a marine uh, uh, phenomenon. Um, but I had, for example, a, a, a storm was coming. Then, a night later... Different glass of wine, a storm is on its way. <laughs> then after midnight, there was a storm coming. Yeah. I thought was quite good. And then I thought, well, what the heck? Let's really go for it. Cup of tea, a storm is brilliant.
0: Yeah, I like that. And, and look at the picture. <laughs> yeah, but a storm is
2: approaching, is maybe better. Because not how to approach. But my first one was a storm was coming on. Or
1: well, there was a storm coming on. Because it's not
2: quite barely, mm-hmm. it never gets there I actually still think I still quite like those I strong coming as you have I mean you, need not that, you know. But, but literally any of those five, six, seven 6, mm-hmm. 7 things would, would, would surprise you know? mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and also you add in the last sentence um, you add uh, the smell of wet grass was like a drug even though the smell is not mentioned is it something that you
2: well I said to my wife who is Polish I said mm-hmm. what the hell <laughs> but this, the prava, had not got it and she says, oh, it must be the smell of the grass. And I go, oh, okay, okay. Um, now, the means, normally it means damp or moist. I mean, it was, if, it, if I was translating this back into Polish, this wet grass, it would be mokra prava. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never said the grass is damp in my life, so i always said the grass is wet. Wet grass. I know I know you have the jew and so forth and um, but um it's it me and um, also as you see in this in this attempt that i've done when we come to the to the kashubian language there's torturous in the extreme to,
0: to contemplate
2: how to the I feel that because we I don't have much time be- maybe
0: we go to the part with, which yeah. has Kashuvian words yeah. and I explain that the Kashuvian is another language uh, in spoken in the north of Poland and you can um, uh, have a leading certificate in that language it is taught at school uh, by a small minority in Poland let's say. I, I don't understand any of it.
2: I didn't understand any of the words included here. so maybe let's not If I can just yeah? finish it to say that Sorry. the wet grass the uh, it it worked or had an effect like mm-hmm. a narcotic. Um I, I wasn't drawn to the word narcotic in English, um, so I thought let's let's leave the, 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 the suggestion up to, to work on the reader. So the smell of that grass was like a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, no connection with the word grass in English, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could not pop. <bother>. Mind <laughs> you, Mr. Hira, do you know? But I, I, I think that Antonia's <laughs> translation is. grass. The, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the damp grass had a narcotic effect. It was like <laughs> a grass. It <laughs> <laughs> smelled like. Okay,
0: so where do we have uh, the Kashubian uh, words, page eight? So, um, I think we were hoping we
2: wouldn't get this far. <laughs>
0: Antonio, would you, uh, would would call you call maybe would you read the? Oh, yes, yes. Right. yes. yes. Um, we
1: did this completely different approaches here. On a jetty, the wayfarer saw poles for hanging out the nets. He recalled that in the land of his childhood, the local fisherman didn't say szeci, the Polish word for nets, but said And he also remembered other words. Spoken with a hard accent. Badze, Vieschi, Opits, Vonoga, Plestats, Litevka, and many
2: more. They almost formed the first primer. I'll take a deep breath. Oh my goodness, we've both written on our jetty. Oh my god. I I had on the jetty. But then I worked out there might have been more than one around the link. As they tend to be in Poland. On a jetty, the wanderer saw the poles on which the fishermen would hang their nets. He recalled that in the land of childhood, the fishermen would say, nets, rather than nets. He remembered other words they would use with the same hard accent: lonen, loch, skitter, shach, goather, thole, and many others. It was almost like his first ABC. That's great.
0: <laughs> so, um, um, Antonia, maybe you comment on um, how, how, how did you okay. well, deal with the, with the words what? which I don't understand of course, most I'm of Polish French people. <laughs> 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 but, cause of course you have a choice here. I decided that,
1: first of all, most Polish people wouldn't know what those words meant. So it wasn't really about the words themselves, it was about the sound of the words. So, uh, you have a choice here where you can just leave them, Um, but I decided that I would add a little note at the very end, which I did on the very last page as a note explaining them. And you can take that or leave that, you don't have to leave that. Um, but just because you sit there wondering what the hell is this. Because it doesn't actually say it's Kashubian. But uh, this is the one question I asked the author. I asked him what do these words mean. And then I checked with a Kashubian expert who I found through Facebook, <coughs> the source of all knowledge. And there's always somebody who knows, or somebody who thinks they know at least. Care. And uh, also knowing dear Pavel very well. I know that he can't write a foreign word without misspelling it. So <laughs> I'm afraid I sort of nerdishly corrected his spelling. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I prefer now think superb, brilliant, no doubt produced with a great deal of suffering solution. I feel more lazy. It <laughs> doesn't sound like lazy
0: to me. <laughs>
2: well this was brutal Um, I too like Antonia did a bit of research I uh, have a a Polish uh, acquaintance in County Down and he one night rang his grandfather outside of Gdansk somewhere uh, who proceeded to uh, come back with four of these which he recognised (laughs) <laughs> um, various internet dictionaries, other uh, Polish people I spoke to um, confirmed, of course, that most of these words were, were not immediately um, obvious to, to Polish people, but they do hide a meaning within them. You can hear him, or oh, you can hear piak, which is a drunkard, and um, uh, uh, you, you can you can hear in Latvka. I see you've got Latvka as as an anorak. I was told it's a, it's a bird. It's not as a ladybird. Pablo told me itself, it's an anorak. It's an anorak. Yeah, well, well, everybody told me, and, and, and it's it's, in, it's on the internet as well a, in in dictionary, as uh, with, with about twenty words for ladybird. For example, which means a, a little a, a little a, a scattered uh, uh, thing. Uh, Letevka, there we are. Uh, it sounds like Czech, as uh, to me. Uh, and so on and so on. And this was all coming out. Just, uh, so what I thought, once I worked out what the words meant or thought, I, would it's a slang. I don't know after all. Um, uh, bones of course, eventually I think means Benji, and will be, it will be. Um, so I, I, I had this idea, uh, just as a sideline, just to, just to. Um, Give myself some relief from the torture. I thought I'd write a sestina. And i use these as a six N rhyme words, you know? Um, because basically, will be, is very strange, not, not Polish phonetics at all, which means um, in Polish. Well, I had upiora in Polish, which means ghosts or phantoms. Opinac, as a or drunk. Banoka, I had as podrus or bedruvka. Ah, uh, it's Sounds like something, doesn't it? So I thought it's to do with uh, travel, what have you. Then there was this word um, uh, you've got, damaged that you've actually corrected his diversion the version I have. But it was plesz sets, which is non-Polish to me. But uh, that sounds like, and that, that they said that, that meant to to, to 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 speak to say to speak stupid things, which we bought it in Polish. But that reminded me of contemporary Polish, which is plesz and drama which means to, to, to talk rubbish uh, or to, you know, garbage and then we had our little um, uh, the tafka the, the uh, supposed ladybird at the end and then I thought if these are the words that he's remembering then these are the words that he would have heard from the fishermen so what 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 does the translator do? does the translator, well what I originally tried to do was I tried to think of words that meant the same of these words but weren't but were kind of somehow regional English I got as far as things like um, banshee for the for the ghost mm. one, pochey for the drunk one, because they sounded Irish, sound. So I gave it kind of an Irish locale just because of these words. Um, I, I I didn't honestly think of the of of this very clever solution of actually just giving you the words as foreign words. I wish I had. I would have slept. <laughs> um, but. But I had those, and then I thought of words. What well, what could be vanoga, which is this um, uh, travel word or, or a wandering word? And I thought dander might, might have been a good word. Yeah, that wasn't quite right, it was kind of too lightweight. So, in the end, what I did was I tried to keep some of this because there's an atmosphere about these words. These are fishermen talking about people being drunk, talking about ghosts, talking about travelling around, which mirrors, of course, the whole, the whole uh, ambience and the whole kind of miss of this of this this piece uh, nicely captured by the way in the photographs uh, uh, and then just a little surprising words like there's a ladybird in there that <laughs> the um but they all come back to a, a kind of outdoor kind of pre TV world and uh, I, I, I can't do that so I wanted to keep it as poetic as I could and and so therefore I sacrificed uh, Deliberately sacrifice some of the meanings of the words, but in choosing words which I know a lot of people from a particular part of the world uh, in it, in it, in it, could work out or, or would, you, would know, or people who didn't know it would be able to work them out. So, kind of Ulster Scots type thing, or maybe with an Irish, so it could be a Gaelic version, uh, or, or more likely Ulster Scots. So, and there's a word here called Thold by example, which he Heaney used. Uses I thought it was Paul Muldoon and it's "Elegy um, uh, just though to endure. So I thought, well, endure—that's a little bit like uh, benching uh, or, or the idea of um, of, of getting through. Uh, alone is a way or or a path. Uh, a lock, of course, is a lake. Uh, skitter is like uh, uh, somebody who is um, a certain sort of um, uh, annoying. In a way, but it also has the idea of something like flittering about maybe not the, the butterfly but in there shock is a ditch golden is somebody who's, who shouts uh, uh, so the idea of, of this kind of outdoor life and so forth and, and many others and then I had problems with um, Antonia has this very well is they almost formed a first primer um, and I thought what what I do with this you know You know, the, 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 the book that every foolish person and uh, some people who learn Polish start off with uh, and so on and so on um, there's no equivalent in English but I think it's either a primer or an ABC or um, as I uh, what number are we? 8 um, also thought and I was finished here. share um, I mean this last line could have been translated in any number of ways it was like being back at school with this first bit of words it was almost as if learning the words uh, all over again. It was almost as if you we were learning to read again for the first time. It was almost as if you we were learning to read all over again. It was practically. It was like being back at school. There's so many ways you can translate this thing, and maybe all of those were better. But as Antonio says, you have to make a decision. It, it was great to see Antonia and couple, uh meeting and
0: exchanging their title. And then it was just stare. Oh no, your title is better than mine. It's, very, it's very. Uh, I think maybe uh, we open the floor uh, to, to some questions, um, and there will be no questions, then we can continue. But um, I said there will be some time to, to maybe um, ask questions or, or have suggestions or comments. This is, a question, is it questions? I don't maybe use this one. I
1: know it shouldn't, but did the, the photographs in any way influence your translation? It shouldn't have. But it could have. Why do you say shouldn't have? They're integral to the text. But if this is how this was produced. Well, but are you translating <laughs> photographs or are you translating first, the first, tell you things? As I translated, they told us things. I absolutely looked at the photographs, and I'm sure Canel did as well. When she said to
2: me, look at the photographs, I looked at the photographs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <to laughs> me being <laughs> bossy, <laughs> as usual. And but, I, but, it. But, but they are relevant. And, and, I mean,
1: Pavel had explained to me, he went on a walk. He loves taking pictures. He takes a lot of photographs. And he came home, sat down, and he wrote this text. So um, they're part of it. I know they are, I know they are, but sometimes visuals, um, um, let's say, are complementary. And they can, I mean, as a writer, I'm basing myself on a text, yes? And um, even if you have images, um, I don't know, it seems to me that. Um, sometimes you can get detoured or distracted or sat or whatever you want to call it, with the images. Yes, because, I mean, sometimes they could be
0: somewhat um, what, arbitrary the or whatever. What's the
1: actual question?
0: Well, i really answer
2: it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For
1: instance, this picture of the Jewish... Great. It was very helpful Paper, to see what it actually looks like. <laughs> because again, you know, we we have we, probably about ourselves wondering exactly what those things look like. Whereas this <coughs> this this one particularly I found extremely helpful. Don't know about
2: <laughs> I find the uh, the jetty with the bowl so <laughs> And the, card. the card is uh, something the that country. I have not seen. I never want to look at the photo- that photo of that card again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the wooden one that doesn't get the photo up. We have
1: another question. Yeah. I was
2: actually just curious about, it. at the very start of the uh, the translation, uh, said that uh, in one case you went for the wayfarer and headed into the country, and then the other... But the wanderer of set off in a country. Yeah, I was wondering what uh, led you to interpret uh. this.
1: Um, well, I agonised over this for great length, but he says in Polish, "Rusiu which is Rusiu is moved, ahead of himself. So I thought there was some sense of head or ahead as to get into it. And then vukrai, it's accusative, which means, in this sense, into rather than just in. Um, but of course, it's just I'm sticking perhaps more closely to the grammar on the page, but that's not necessary. And then I've got this mowa oichisna It's another phrase. It's like a set phrase. It means literally small motherland, but it's used to mean your your um, the hood your locality, your region, my, my home place. So, um, and, and house <laughs> copped out, <laughs> gone for something more general, but it's tightened it
2: up rather nicely. Well, I just wonder, you know, if you are writing this in English, um, um, it's it's full it's a mind thing yeah, and then we've only just for the first seconds Um what Antonia says is right um, but it's interesting because if you say headed into country that sounds like headed into countryside or a landscape yeah whereas whereas I'm saying you know almost like into a country. Um, so it, to, to me, you know, there were there were problems right from the start here. I, I this is very Boris decided Mala or just like national Mala, whatever, and um, so you have to find equivalents uh, in English. And um, is it a cop? Uh, yeah, yeah. M- yeah, maybe it's maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it's it's it, 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 it is it, there is a tendency here uh, towards concision, as you can see. Um. But um, I think the concision is justified because then, when, when you get the same level of evidence, etc., it gives us a little bit of, of impetus. But yes, absolutely, there's interpretation going on. Hello, um, I have
1: a question about uh, on page five. Uh, so I, I don't speak any at all, so I don't know what the original says, um, but I know so in your two um, so in the, the second bit of it where it's talking about um, the noise of the street and things like that in Antonia's version it, so you focus on, or you at least make a point of it being modern day and mechanical and uh, you know, uh, whereas in, in the other one it doesn't really have the same idea to it. So I was wondering in the Polish whether it actually, does it specify sort of those things or or not? Modern day and mechanical are there, but um, I've chosen to keep them Um, and to have this done differently.
2: Yeah, um, I have to confess that I'm I'm out of sympathy. (laughs) with some of the actual original text. I don't like the phrase uh, uh, you know the the, 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 the blast or the blur or the din of mechanical music. I, I, I agonized over whether I put the word mechanical in. I didn't like it. I I actually had originally a ghetto blaster and an open window. I must say, as a Polish
0: um, speaker, I, I'm not quite sure what uh, the mechanical... Well, mechanical is. as opposed to somebody playing love.
1: Oh, it's like a... Um, I like mechanical music because I think it makes it sound more uglier and kind of more technical. But well, does it mechanical not simply
2: mean that it's coming from a tape recorder? It could be from a radio from or a, a hi-fi or any sort of yeah. machine. Or it could be music, yeah, the sound of machines. Yeah. but I'm, I'm not feeling this. I'm not going that. My wife wasn't feeling that. It was helping me to be even less clear. So, yeah, so I thought, I thought, let's have a glass thing and that would be clear that it's that, it's that you know? Yeah. I'm thinking all the time, if I was writing this, what? how would I put it? If he was writing in English, how would he write it? You know? So it involves certain liberties, but I'm a little tidying tidy up and so forth. <coughs> I have to say, this is
1: one of the most faithful things I've ever translated. I don't find him a very tidy writer, to be honest. No, but it's very inconsistent, <laughs> this text. I have to say, there are things that I don't like,
2: you know? So even the start of the sentence, Zaten, Ulav Shedhavim, Mastronia, yeah. Stepska, So he went off. But what's the connection, so, with, from the previous text? It's very. Yeah. So the, the word thing, so I'll well,
0: keep it because it's there. Can I, can I just make a comment? Uh, Zaten, that kind of start, it's almost biblical. Hmm. It's in, in, in Bible, you see yeah. sentences, and it's interesting because it's, uh, he talks about synagogues so in that context. And he talks about the story of Adam and Eve as it's
1: well. A, it's an yeah. old-fashioned kind of a voice, like the old-fashioned singing, the ancient singing. And can I say one little thing about this this thing about the noises? One of the questions that people ask translators is, "What's your favourite Polish word?" And my favourite words are the sound words, because Polish has the most brilliant onomatopoeia, and English is just poverty-stricken. Polish has z'junk, and z'jit, and tschask, and all these wonderful, untranslatable, perfect noise words. And here we've got the zjelk of, uh, of the um, street. And you look it up in the dictionary, it says something boring, like bomb, which just doesn't <laughs> do...
2: <laughs> so that's why I put jangle. I wanted something that's pranks Yeah, but is jangle not a little bit more musical than guilt? Is guilt not more like a little more kind of <coughs> Plume juice for you, mate? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: The only cure.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's, you're, you're absolutely right because the, the, the English translator is always falling back on the word noise. Oh. It just doesn't do it. Yeah. is mean, rich in yeah. noises. I would put in a blast. <laughs> <See my dots. coughs> off the volume. Any other
1: questions?
0: That's there's not there's no question. Oh, we, we, we want to, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, Sarah, did we? Uh, Do we have to uh, leave? This? It's seven now. So yeah. Okay. So um, uh, I guess um, I mean it's a shame that we, we couldn't go through um, uh, the part, for instance, which is uh, which is. Uh, even in Polish, it's very difficult for me to understand what this card is made of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm afraid that we have to finish and, and make a space for um, uh, other people to come. I'm to, to be very so. relieved, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I hope you enjoyed um, uh, the evening, and I want to say um, thank you to <laughs> the both translators who, I think, we only saw a little bit of what they've done, but I'm, I'm sure that you know they, they lost their sleep and uh, they did uh, a tremendous work to, to translate this very short uh, piece, and I believe that's the next generation of translators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, please um, join me in, help, in, in thanking um, thank you very much. Um, both translators. Thank you so much.